The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius, Book 4, Chapter 49. Be like the rocky headland on which the waves constantly break. It stands firm, and round it the seething waters are laid to rest. It is my bad luck that this happened to me. No, you should rather say it is my good luck that although this has happened to me, I can bear it without pain, neither crushed by the present nor fearful of the future. Because such a thing could have happened to any man, but not every man could have borne it without pain. So why see more misfortune in the event than good fortune in your ability to bear it? Or in general, would you call anything a misfortune for a man which is not a deviation from man's nature? Or anything a deviation from man's nature which is not contrary to the purpose of his nature? Well then, you have learnt what that purpose is. Can there be anything then, in this happening, which prevents you from being just, high-minded, self-controlled, intelligent, judicious, truthful, honorable, and free? or any other of those attributes whose combination is the fulfillment of man's proper nature? So in all future events which might induce sadness, remember to call on this principle. This is no misfortune, but to bear it true to yourself is good fortune. So this is a good review of a lot of the ideas we've talked about in previous episodes. Um, for example, the uh, I've done a lot of episodes on, uh, or mentioned a lot um, of episodes in the, uh, in, <laughs> sorry, I've done... A lot of episodes in which I've mentioned Marcus Aurelius uh, 4.8, where he says, what does not make a man worse than he was, neither makes his life worse than it was, nor hurts him without or within. Uh, I've also done a lot of episodes on uh, where I've mentioned uh, 2.1, where he says, I cannot be harmed by any person, for no man can involve me in any wrong. So this is, again, a very uh, foundational aspect of Stoicism, the idea that, that, uh, that when you speak of harm or benefit, you have to speak of it in terms of the thing you're talking about. So for example, uh, I'll just make up this example, this is a a painting, you know, a painting is harmed when you splash, uh, you know, black black paint on it, you know, uh, that ruins the image because a painting essentially is about its aesthetic beauty and if you mar the beauty, that is a harm to the painting, you know, or if you have a, um, a plant, you know, and you uh, you you deprive it of sunlight and you know pour kerosene on it instead of water. So that's a harm to the plant because the plant is a uh, it's essentially a growing or- organism. And if you deprive it of its ability to grow, then that is a harm to the plant. But a human is a is a telemelokim is a, a truth seeking intellect. A human being is a a bocher a a a free. Uh, a, a being with free will who can choose good. Uh, a human being is a uh, is a, a, a creature capable of kedusha, of transcending their animalistic nature, using their mind. You know, so harm to a human being does not consist in harming the body or harming the possessions or even harming the emotions. Harm for a human being consists of corrupting that truth-seeking chooser. You know, uh, and no one can harm you 
except for yourself, because you are the only one who can uh, who can react to what happens to you in that manner. So that's how Marcus Aurelius can can make such bold statements and say that nothing can harm him uh, and no other person can, uh, you know, can can uh, inflict any uh, evil on him because he's the only one who could do that to himself, because the only harm and evil is lies in the corruption of your nature. Um, this is something that I have talked about a lot in the Tehillim Shirim that I've been giving over the past year, um, in, uh, which are available on the Tefillah podcast, that David Melech makes similar statements about how the Shem Hashem, about the name of God, makes him invincible. So, for example, just to cite a common one, uh, we say in Hallel, in uh, chapter 118 of, of Tehillim, of Psalms, um, where is it here? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hashem li lo ira, ma yase li adam. God is with me. I do not fear. What can man do to me? Um, uh, or, you know, kol goim sevavuni b'shem adonai ki am ilam. All nations, all, all the nations surround me, but in the name of, of God, I will uh, I will cut them down. Um, saguni, uh, sorry, sabuni gam sevavuni b'shem adonai ki am ilam. They all surround me, and in the name of Hashem, I will cut them down. Um, so in other words, and, and you know, or, or let's say the most recent, Tehillim Shir I gave was on chapter 20, where he makes similar statements. Uh, for example, he says, um, yeah, that, where is this here in the Psukim? Chapter 20, yeah, right, so the second Pasuk. Uh, um, may Hashem answer you on the day of distress. May the name of the God of Yaakov make you um, impregnable, right? Or make you, uh, uh, you know, uh, protect you, elevate you and protect you. So it's a similar idea there is that if your value system revolves ar- around uh, material success, or material thriving, then of course people can harm you. They can destroy your stuff, or they can destroy your body. But if your value system is based on the on the shame Hashem, on knowledge of God, which is the ultimate purpose of man, and, you know, Haskel Viado Osi, Hashem says that the purpose of man is to, in Yirmiyahu 9, uh, 22, says uh, the purpose is to know and comprehend me. So if that's your value system, no one can harm you because you always are free to choose to align yourself to your knowledge of God or to seek knowledge of God. You know, people can change your circumstances and the circumstances can, uh, you know, can diminish uh, or, or cut off avenues to knowledge of God. But that's that's life. I mean, life, it, you don't have avenues that are open to maximum knowledge of God. We don't live in an era with Moshe Rabbeinu and Nevi'im in the base of Mikdash, you know. So so wishing that that uh, that circumstances outside of your control would be different is uh, is just fantasy, you know. So uh, all of the statements in Tehillim, I mean, this is a, an approach we're developing. But um, all the statements in Tehillim, which really talk about David and Melech being uh, not subject to harm in, in, in any way, uh, you can really understand those on two levels. I mean, David and Melech was on the level of uh, uh, where of Hashgacha, of divine providence, where God did uh, intervene to uh, to uh, ensure his success. But the 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 Tehillim that he wrote are not all for people who are on that level. You know, like Rabbi Yonah says somewhere, I was trying to track this down. He says. Um, that uh, that all statements like this, I think it's Rabbeinu Yonah, maybe it's the Radak, that all statements like this in Tehillim that involve trusting in God to not harm, you know, to 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 prevent you from suffering harm, he says that those should be understood in one way for for tzaddikim and in another way for the masses, you know, uh, and the masses being people like us. Um, 
And, uh, you know, like Rabina Bachia uh, ben Asher says in this week's Parsha in Vayera, uh, that, you know, that the that when it comes to tzaddikim, you know, tzaddikim are the ones who Hashem protects from all chance occurrences uh, by intervening in nature. But for us, we're not on that level. Um, and it's, you know, it's proportional to your level of closeness with God. So when, when it comes to understanding statements like this for us, it really is not talking so much about, about hoping that God will intervene to save you from these, these, uh, you know, these, these harms that can happen. Rather, it, it's about changing your value system to align yourself with God's will such that these things are not harmful, meaning that you've changed your value system such that when you do suffer a physical or emotional or material harm, it is not a harm. It's it, because it's not touching you. It's not touching you as a truth seeking free will chooser, uh, you know, a free will decision maker. Um, and, and the, I don't know if it's irony, but the, um, the cool thing is that that is the type of person who God does relate to by intervening in, in the laws of nature through Hashgacha protest to protect from, from, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? from uh, material harm. So, so it's a, it's a win-win situation, you know, that even if you don't get this, this, uh, Magin Abraham, this shield of Abraham level of divine protection, uh, right now, by aligning yourself with God's will in in terms of your values, you will you will be on the path to meriting that level of protection. So that's really what we should be focusing on now. And I thought that this uh, this you know thing from Marcus Aurelius is a really good way to uh, review it. Also, there are other ideas here that uh, you know that we've talked about a lot. For example, he says, um, uh, "Why see more misfortune in the event than good fortune in your ability to bear it?" You know, that's the idea of uh, like Tara Brach talks about of shooting yourself with a second arrow. You know that the first arrow that you get shot with, you can't control. That's what happens to you. But then, if you suffer because of it, if you create a narrative in which you are a victim, that's shooting yourself with a second arrow. So why create that extra misfortune for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, that's a useful idea. Or another thing uh, when he says, um, uh, so in all future events which might induce sadness, remember to call on this principle. This is no misfortune, but to bear it true to yourself is good fortune. That is um, a very good mentality for uh, for embodying the obstacle is the way. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. That's referenced on, I was just reading my medallion there. Or Marcus Aurelius in 520 says um, that uh, that with certain obstacles, he says, these obstacles can impede some activity, yes, but they form no impediments to my impulse or to my disposition because here there is conditional commitment and power of adaptation. The mind adapts and turns around any obstacle to action to serve its objective. A hindrance to a given work is turned to its furtherance. An obstacle in a given path becomes an advance. So this mentality of keeping your eye on the ball of the, the, the value of living like a human being and not deviating from your nature, that will help you to take things that would ordinarily be obstacles and then use them to your advantage. Uh, and only through that can you come to the highest level, which is Amor Fati, is to love fate, to love what happens to you. Uh, but but before that, you have to be able to use the obstacle as the way. And before that, you have to be able to accept reality, to accept God's will um, and to not resist it. Okay. 
so that was a review of a lot of ideas there. Um, I, uh, I guess that's it for today's episode. Uh, I hope you've gained from what you've learned here today. And if you do, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah content fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss and my Zell and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you'd like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at matt at rabbishnewis at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.